Hey there, this is Liana, and you are tuning in to Sharpen Her Iron, conversations with dope women. It's literally Crystal and I having a conversation just about life, about love, or the lack thereof, <laughs> about career, about how she's made, you know, dope moves and worked in the White House under President Barack Obama and just, you know, what it's like to be out here, to be a young woman in these streets just trying to make it happen for ourselves in all kinds of ways. So as I do, because it's what I like to do, I like to ask thought-provoking questions and let people just talk, share their thoughts. So Crystal, talk to the people. What, who are you? What's your name? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So for those who don't know me, my name is Crystal Miller. Um, I am a graduate of Cal State LA, and I currently work at Barbie on the Barbie social team, um, where I work on the U.S. brand and also international labels as well. Barbie, huh? (laughs) Just a little Barbie. How did you get from Cal State LA to working for Barbie? Listen, it's so crazy. I remember after returning back from South Africa, um, my senior year of undergrad, Uh and I was like, what is my next move? At the time, I was working at my church doing social media, and I really wasn't sure what was going to happen with me for um, postgraduate life. And working in social media, I knew in order to get a really good job, I had to have a big name on my resume. Mm -hmm. And people were not taking me seriously because I work at a church. Mm -hmm. So I was like, who's the biggest person in the world that I can do social media for? Just go straight to the top. Go right? straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, uh, President Obama could tell me was no. And so I applied, and it was a seventh-month process. Wait, of- so back up. You applied to what? Like, how did you even get in, like, turn into, like, the... What was the job you applied for? How did you have access to it? Start from there. So the job I applied for was a White House intern um, under the Digital Strategy Office. Okay. And so I went on the website and looked at jobs, and I felt like I didn't have the qualities that were needed to get an actual job. Mm -hmm. So I went to an internship, and I applied, and I was like, Jesus, this is a shot in the dark. Mm -hmm. I know a million people are applying. Mm -hmm. Um, And seven months later, I got in, so... So you had to wait for seven months. Seven That's months over half a year before you, you know, seriously, because listen, we could just pause right here real quick. Because, of course, I have a lot of questions to ask. But so if you're, I, Liana, and I know other people, we can get easily discouraged or want things to happen like immediately, right? Like I apply for something, right. I need to hear back immediately before I, you know, to know if this is what God has for me right. or, you know, to make <laughs> my, my next move or how do you manage your anxiety of the unknown in the meantime? Because it took seven months for mm-hmm. you to find out. So were you making other plans like, ah, uh, I didn't get it mm-hmm. or what were you doing with those seven months of your life? So my life was literally on hold. I was just like, ooh, if I make it this far in like the process. So there were stages in the process. Stages. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had interviews, background checks, mental health checks, mm-hmm. um, more background checks, background checks on my friends, my schoolmates. It was like a whole life analysis. Yeah, you're going to go work for the White House. Right. No crazies allowed. Right. <laughs> and yeah, my life was just on hold. And I got to one point, it was like month five and a half. And I was like, if I don't hear by this date, it's a wrap. I'm just going to apply for more jobs. I'm officially out of school. I need money. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, two weeks later, I got the email saying I got accepted. Dang. What were the emotions, the thoughts? What was going on <laughs> in your head at that time? I was so terrified to open the email. I was literally at my job, and I got the email, and I shut my door, and I was like, either it's yes or no. 
it just is what it is. And so uh-huh. I sat there for like 10 minutes. You weren't even opening it yet. Nope. The decision was there, but you weren't even ready to open it. I was so terrified. And I opened it and I screamed in my office. I cannot mm. believe it. Then I called my mom and I sent like screenshots to all my homegirls. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, that's what happened. So, you know, here's little old Crystal over here in Inglewood slash Compton, right? <laughs> Going to church in Inglewood, living in borderline Compton, right? Yes, yes. Um, I know this because we're friends. <laughs> um, and you took a shot in the dark. You took a shot mm-hmm. in the dark, right? Because yep. it's like, it's the White House. And I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And they assume that they're not going to get the thing that they want. And so they don't even apply, mm-hmm. right? And I, I have kind of like this saying, like, look, they got to pick somebody. Why not me? You know, and no, you're not going to always get picked for everything, but you'll never get picked, right? If you don't, don't, if you don't try, if you don't give yourself a shot. So here you are leaving Inglewood Mm -hmm. slash Compton, right? Right. On your way to DC, but it's an internship. Internship. Was Mm -hmm. it paid? Not at all. So how did you live for the next seven months of your life? I say, so prior to going to internship, when I immediately applied, I was like, yo, if I get this. I'm not going to have any income. They mm. told me I can't freelance, mm. so it would take away from my internship. So it is just me. And the so money. you couldn't even work. Could not even work. You could work like little things like, oh, side job at Target. Right, but you couldn't work in the same field. Exactly, because it would be a conflict of interest. So I stacked up money and stacked up and stacked up. And saved Prior my to leaving. Mm-hmm. Save my PTO. <laughs> Cashed out on that Cashed PTO. <laughs> and that helped me over, paid off my car note, my insurance. Come on. My living expenses, and my helped my parents too, like... Come no on. income for five months. But you know what? Well, man, I didn't even think I was going to say this. People laugh at me, but my new saying mm-hmm. right now in life is sometimes you got to downgrade for the upgrade. Okay. Sometimes you got to down, downgrade. downsize for yeah. the upgrade, yeah. right? And a lot of times we just think like, oh, if it's God's plan for me, then it's just going to be bigger mm-hmm. and better yep. each time. Mm-hmm. But you literally walked away from a job that was paying you right. to entering into an internship for seven months. Over ha- Wait, how long was the internship? Five months. For mm-hmm. five months. So almost half a year of your life where you were receiving no income right but this was an internship that was positioning you right. for the future right and that's what I kept saying throughout the entire process when I moved there I was in a house or not even a house an apartment mm. with five other girls mm. I've never shared a, a bedroom I had a shared bedroom never shared a bathroom Jesus was like, you going to do this, right. this, this, this. It was a learning experience. So while everybody yeah. else is like, oh, Crystal's working for the White House. Like Crystal Cole, like, Crystal Hungry, <laughs> Crystal got bills. Man, man, man. That's Ooh. real. That's real. That's real. So what What are some, oh, but you know what? So I, I have the privilege of having like insight on your life in the you meantime, do. right? <laughs> so like on the outside, I don't say outside because it was dope. You were working for the White House, right. right? But at the same time, you had your little situationship <laughs> right here at home, right? I did. So let's talk about your situationship in the meantime, right? Because long-distance relationships are not easy. How did you manage or were you able to manage uh, a healthy relationship from, between L.A., Inglewood slash Compton, and D.C.? How, how was that? Ooh, long-distance relationships. I feel like... It was definitely hard. I've mm-hmm. never had experienced being in a relationship where you are out of the state. Mm-hmm. Not even out of the state, on the other side of the country. So mm-hmm. that was hard. 
But ultimately, it was really hard being in different time zones and being on opposite sides of the country. And so we decided to take a break. Was that hard for you to continue working in the White House and like thriving under President Obama and just, you know, come on. It's President Obama, <laughs> right? But at the same time, my point, what I'm actually like, we're, we're like real people, right? And sometimes right. we like focus on like one lane of our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and like this other lane that does matter to you isn't necessarily playing out the way that you wanted to. Did it distract you mm-hmm. from being able to be fully present in D.C.? I gave myself literally like two days and I was like, Crystal, you are at the White House. For like Obama, the first president that you voted for, let alone the first black president. Come on. And so if you if you mention one <laughs> I like thing, the word first. First. Because okay, there's more to come. Right. <laughs> But if you let this one thing like derail, not even like what you worked for, but the rest of this experience mm-hmm. that is literally once in a lifetime, because he's done in January, right? You're gonna regret this for yeah. like years to come. And so I literally gave myself like a day or two, shook it off. I'll right. deal with it later, and we're just gonna keep going. That's sometimes you gotta compartmentalize, right? right. Like I don't think always compartmentalizing right. is healthy. Like mm-hmm. th- sometimes you gotta go unpack them compartments, right? You right? Go off and, on somebody and do something <laughs> with them. But you made a good point. You knew that you were working under his presidency yeah, presidency, and that it, it, a term ends. Right. It was coming to an ending, right? The second ending of his, uh, the ending of his second term. Right. So there was no third term. Exactly. Coming, right? No so you knew, this. like, this is a moment in time. This mm-hmm. is a window of time. Exactly. And I have to do something with this window of time that I can never get back. Exactly. And you literally had to say, this hurts, but I got two days and I got to put this to, to the side. Exactly. So how do you, and I'm putting some quotation marks in the air for the people that can't see us, but how do you choose to shut it off in two days? Like, what does that look like? Because I've heard people say that before, like, I give myself two days to be depressed and then it's over. Like, how do you manage like that? When, how do you shut that off? How do you bring something to an end? Just like a like a light switch. You turn on the light switch, I'm gonna eat this ice cream and watch Lifetime uh-huh. for like a good day. Uh-huh. And then the light switch is gonna come off and Crystal just gonna go back to life pre before this whole situation. So it's just started. a decision. It's just a decision. Like so, you choose to feed into mm, like the emotion and the mm-hmm. situation of it all. So like the pain is there but how the but how you feed it determines if it grows or not. Exactly. So you're like, I'm gonna eat this ice cream and do these like pity activities. Exactly. Lay in this bed. Right. Which when you do that that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of just nurtures right, the exactly. pain, nurtures the pity, nurtures, not mm-hmm. saying there's not space for it, but of course, it's going to endure exactly. if you keep functioning in these kind of habits, right? Exactly. These kind so, of decisions. Deadline, Hey, no Crystal, more. this is good. I didn't know good what job. we were going to talk about when you walked <laughs> in the door, but this is really good. Good. Got me over here in my feelings thinking about like, what are the things in my life that are persisting solely because I'm nurturing them? Right. Not even just, whew. Not even <laughs> I give myself it's a whole sermon. What you know? Not 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 saying that like emotions don't have a world of their own mm-hmm. or even a place to live inside of us. Mm-hmm. But when they start to become detrimental exactly. from us being successful in other areas of our life that are very important to us and are part of a window of time, right. you will never get this moment in DC never back. Never in life. Never mm-hmm. get this moment back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and some can say, well, you can never get that relationship back, and mm-hmm. which means sometimes in life you have to choose exactly exactly you got to choose what you want this moment to be you're not in control of everything that happens to you Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to just choose exactly so okay so you you have the seven five month internship Mm -hmm. the white house internship comes to an end what happens next um donald trump's elected president (laughs) (laughs) so i packed my bags (laughs) 
okay, okay. What was the story so, in that? So I was like, oh, if Hillary Clinton is elected, there might be a chance for me to return to the White House, right? Because they're on. The, she's a Democrat president. Right, her right, president right. It's a whole new administration. Whole, exactly. So everybody's gone with Donald Trump. Wait, new administration and a new party. Exactly. So Hillary would technically have been her uh, her own administration, yes. but she was still Democrat. So maybe it some of the people something. would have stayed on her team. Exactly. Got you. But that didn't happen. Um, Donald Trump was elected, so I was like, okay, back to LA I go. Mm-hmm. Packed up my stuff. Um, and I stayed home for a little bit. And it was kind of weird being back home. It was mm-hmm. almost like a depression. Mm-hmm. An Obama depression that no mm-hmm. one prepared you for. Mm-hmm. Like, you have this really great, amazing job and you feel really fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But now you're back at home in LA. And it's like, life hasn't changed. But this really mm-hmm. big, amazing thing has affected you. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm trying to figure out what is life post-Obama. Huh. And how can I get my net, my needs met Oof. as if I was there. So were you chasing the Obama high in other yes. jobs? And, Talk about that. And jobs and life. Just like all over. Like, it's yeah. incredible to go to work and be like, oh, the president says this. I'm turning this into a creative masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm writing blogs for him, writing suites for him. Mm-hmm. What does that look like mm-hmm. back here in L.A.? So I started interviewing for a bunch of different jobs. Some for, like, fashion companies. Some for, like, TV shows. And I was in these interviews. I was like, this is not it. Like, this is not Obama. Where is my Obama out here in L.A.? And I finally got a job at Hulu. Um, and as I was at that job, my I realized this was not it. And I wasn't happy. Mm. I ended up leaving that job and found another job working um, at an arena doing social media for different events they had. Still was not fulfilled. And at one point, I fell into like a little depression. Mm-hmm. I was like, this really big thing, amazing thing happened. And still, a year and a half, almost two years later, I still have not met my needs. It's like you had a drug, right? Right. And you're always chasing the next high, or at least to be satisfied with that same high, right? So what do you do when something can only happen once? How do you honor that and move on with your life? But keep keep going. And so I settled. I was like, I really don't feel like I'm going to find this Obama high. So Mm -hmm. I settled, and that was okay. Not okay. But in that moment, I was okay in just operating and having this job mm-hmm. that wasn't meeting my needs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. When you say your needs, you mean like your emotional needs? Emotional needs, being fulfilled. Feeling satisfied, successful. Right. Making, like, it was paying making you. a change. Exactly. You're paying me, but I'm not really making the change in anybody's life off this like little sweet. Was it just about it being Obama or was there something that you felt you were doing in that job that was meaningful that you weren't experiencing in your other jobs? Definitely something meaningful. So even outside of my internship with Obama, Mm -hmm. I worked on My Brother's Keeper, which is his initiative for helping our at-risk men of color Mm -hmm. um, in their communities. And even in that aspect, I wanted that to be met as well. Mm -hmm. And just tweeting about like, oh, this person's coming to the Honda Center. Yeah. That wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So keep going. So you you uh, picked up the job at mm-hmm. Hulu, left Hulu. You start working for an arena. Mm-hmm. You stopped working at the arena and started working where? So one day I got an email on LinkedIn from mm-hmm. someone working at Mattel. And they were like, okay. oh, we would love to interview you. And at first I was like, oh, this is spam. <laughs> <laughs> this is fraud. This is the purpose of LinkedIn. But yeah, you're right. always it's feel, perfect, right. You always feel sketchy. Like, eh. I was like, this is Who's trying to get sketch. my social? Exactly. My bank account? <laughs> Ain't no money in there anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> this is fraud. Um, so I let it sit for like three days. And I was still at my former job. And I had a conversation with my boss. And I was like, let me just see what this person wants. And mm. so we had a phone conversation. I'm like, oh, we'll get back to you at the end of the week. They called me back same day and was like, you come in this Friday. 
I said, no problem. Mm-hmm. Say no more. I go in for the interview. They're like, oh, you're here from us in two weeks. They called me that Monday and told me I had the job working on the Barbie social team. Come on. And so I've been there for almost eight months. So I'm going to ask you a personal question, mm-hmm. though. What's a lot of questions that go through my mind right now? Because it's like, of course, you're still on the journey, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times as we progress through the journey, we don't slow down long enough. Right. Or maybe you have to like really ask ourselves, like, what have I learned about myself along the way? Or mm-hmm. how do I see my have how do I see myself changing as a person as I go through this process? Have you had any of those those moments yet where you start to evaluate like who is Crystal? Mm-hmm. Who is the girl that left Cal State LA versus mm-hmm. the, the woman that's sitting here now? And like what have you learned about yourself on the journey? I've realized that I am very determined mm-hmm. to find an end solution that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize that I don't, I don't settle anymore mm-hmm. for just mediocre or like what's just there out of convenience. Mm-hmm. And so I've realized with like these jobs and different situations, it's like you want this, and although you might not see it, it's coming, and you just have to keep fighting to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So what what do you want? What is it that you want that you're working towards? So the first thing I want out of my life is happiness. I feel like in the past I was not happy at current jobs or current situations. So I really want a life where I'm just happy. And also I want a job where I'm making what my worth is. Mm -hmm. In other jobs, I'm making buku low money. Mm -hmm. I can't live. Mm -hmm. I can't spend money how I choose. I'm Mm -hmm. living literally paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Yeah, but just happiness. That was like my one thing. What's happy? How do you define happy? Happy even out happy slash joy because happy is like this momentary thing, but mm-hmm. joy is something that is long standing. Mm-hmm. But just being fulfilled and not being sad or being depressed or being down, but okay. just having like this inner happiness. So, what kind of work feels fulfilling? Because you're clearly in the mm-hmm. in the world or in the industry of like. Uh, social media and marketing right Right. but like you said you can work for one company and be doing social media and Mm -hmm. not be fulfilled and working for the president or working for where you are Mm -hmm. right now and it feel more fulfilling so if it's what's the difference and how do you what 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 type of work in that lane makes you feel fulfilled so social media is so interesting because it's all about like this like culture Mm -hmm. and now it's like influencers oh Mm -hmm. i'm this person people like me they like my post Mm -hmm. and now brands they give me all this free stuff and i promote Mm -hmm. and that's not what i wanted to be a part of at Mm -hmm. all i wanted to be a part of something that's empowering to women empowering to people something that may make you laugh but Mm -hmm. it's empowering you to do better and to be better and look outside like your natural scope Mm -hmm. and so now at barbie i get to do just that i'm empowering girls between the age of three to eight Mm -hmm. and their moms Mm -hmm. and kind of just creating this really good space for them online Mm -hmm. um this week i actually launched my first project for black history month Mm -hmm. which has never been done before in the span of the company on social media that's what's up i was like because this is barbie we're talking (laughs) about right like naturally as a black girl i'm like barbie right you know like they ain't looking out for us but then again, it takes us being in those positions exactly. to be able to bring a voice to, you know, to share right. our culture. And, you know, you would want a black person promoting the black history, exactly. you know, exhibit, <laughs> not really bad. someone else, <laughs> right. you know, just trying to, you know, say what they know. So that's dope. Yeah. So switching reels a little bit from talking about um, career or maybe a little also including career but how do you how have you integrated your faith into like all of the, this whole journey mm-hmm. we're talking about you were working at a church so I'm assuming that I mean, I'm just playing I know you Christian <laughs> I'm to be unbiased act like I don't know you for the people but it's my podcast so I do know you I do know you're Christian I do know your relationship with Christ is a very central in your decision making mm-hmm. process so over the past couple years of your life 
what role did God play in helping you to navigate these decisions that you had to make regarding your career, your love life, etc.? I think God has always been the center of it. I feel like if you look at my life, the places that God has like placed me in, it's like, okay, A, that's nothing but God. Mm-hmm. And I can only operate that way because of faith. Mm. And so in every situation, it's like my faith gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. So when I was at the White House, no, let me back up. When I was at working at the church mm-hmm. and one of my prayers was God sent me to South Africa to work on this trip. Mm. That was like a really big test of faith and probably one of the first big tests of faith. Wait, so pause. Prior to going to the White House, you were able to take an international trip to South Africa and to uh, do social media for the projects we were doing out there. Right. Yes. The people didn't know that. I had to to interject that. Okay, keep going. And so leading up to this trip, it was up in the air. I just started. Whether or not you would be able to go? Exactly. Okay. I just started Cal State LA. I wasn't sure. So my prayer was, God, I really want to go on this trip, and I think I'll be really good at it. If you can just make a way for me to go for free... Like, I will do it, I will kill it. And this is like my faith conversation with him. So, boom, he did it. I go to South Africa. So, pause, but this is major because you're not picking it up. Like, this would have been like one of the most major, mm-hmm. like, social media coverage that you had done right. in your time of working at the church. And mm-hmm. the church was your first main social media gig, right? right? Like, you mm-hmm. were freelancing, you started your own bi- uh, business, mm-hmm. but the church being an institution that hired you to the do social one. media, mm-hmm. this is the first one. So, you're basically telling them, yo, not only do I want you to pay for this trip for me to go, but I want you to give me the opportunity to be responsible for the coverage for the projects that we're doing while we're here. So, you took a, uh, it was a leap of faith, because right. it's kind of like a lot of times in interviews, we promise stuff that we can do, right. but then we go on the job, we're like, ooh. Right. Well, now that I convinced them that I can do it, <laughs> Can I really do it? Exactly. So go like, go from there. And so I come back from South Africa, and the next thing of faith was the White House. And so my prayer was, okay, God, you did it for this trip to South Africa. Now, mm-hmm. can you please, please, please do it for Obama, because this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, really, really, and you were able to put South Africa on that application, exactly, right? on that You got to plug that, right? So it's like a domino effect of like, yeah. here's my next step. I did this. Jesus, please. like Bless it. Bless it. Let's do it. <laughs> And still, it really didn't click back then that that was, like, me walking on faith as mm. I was praying. It really mm-hmm. didn't click. And so, actually, me getting the job at Barbie, I was able to, like, look back track and it. think back and track it and be like, yo, God sent you to South Africa. Mm-hmm. You graduated from school in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Then you went to the White House. Mm-hmm. After. Then you went to Hulu. Mm-hmm. Then you went to all these other places. So now you're at Barbie. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I've only been out of high school for 10 years. And, like, Come all on. this is happening. Come on. And it's just crazy how God moves and how he works. So it's like, I'm at Barbie. Like, mm-hmm. a black girl mm-hmm. working for Barbie, mm-hmm. riding Barbie. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And so now, wherever the next step is, wherever he takes me, because this point like my hands off it yeah it's just like i trust you i might have been tripping off it huh. because you literally have taken me to the white house dang yeah dang like you Crystal. literally took me to the white house that's huge and so sometimes you don't see the role of faith until you look back mm-hmm. exactly until, until you until you look back so what would you say to a person who's right now in the, the middle of a hard decision mm-hmm. like how do they know or do you even know? How do you how do you make a move when you want to be in God's will, mm-hmm. but you have several decisions to make and you don't know the right one to make? Mm-hmm. What would you tell them to do? I would say, well, one, trust God and like pray to God. Mm-hmm. And two, there will be a calm like in mm-hmm. your decision. And mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any confusion. Like when I got the job for the White House, mm-hmm. there was no, oh, you need to do this or you need to do this. 
oh, we're hanging this over your head. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you got accepted. Mm-hmm. So there was no confusion about it. Hmm. And I don't think God would send you to the White House to be like, oh, psych, JK, like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. But I guess I mean... And I mean, you don't have to have an answer for this, but I think one of the big questions for me is, which is why I like uh, interviewing people about just kind of, or just really, th- this podcast is really how I have conversations. Like <laughs> asking people about their life. Like, yeah. how did you get from one stage to the next? Mm-hmm. What what was an aha moment or what did you have to do to um, move? Or, or even how did you see God move you, right? Because right? it's, a lot of times I feel like the younger generations, like they need to know and even ourselves mm-hmm. from older generations like the the plight not that their plight is going to be exactly like ours but one thing i do believe about god is that he has like trends right, right. like he has patterns mm-hmm. and so like if i can see the pattern and how he's moving in the in the fate in the lives of people around me or people who've gone before me then maybe it can help kind of give me some sense of direction on mm-hmm. how i make a decision in my life you know mm-hmm. and so i guess that's why i'm asking you like there's there may you know be some young girl who's listening to this right now who mm-hmm. may be in her senior year of high school right. you know what i'm saying right. her senior year of college mm-hmm. and, and and is trying to make that next move. Did you always know exactly what it's gonna be, or did you have to sometimes just be like, "All right, Jesus, I'm gonna just take. I'm just gonna go with it and trust that you're gonna direct me." Like, I think that was my thought process throughout it all. I was like, "Oh, Jesus, like this is what it's gonna be. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just go." Because mm-hmm. when I graduated high school, I had no idea that this is where I was gonna be. I thought I wanted to be a nurse because I love Grey's Anatomy, and I am nowhere <laughs> close to that field. I am tweeting for barbie mm-hmm. and so along the way it's literally just been the guy will bring an opportunity to me i'm just gonna go with it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna question it it may seem scary i may mm-hmm. be terrified like i was terrified when i went to the white house but i'm just gonna go yeah. with it hey courage moving <laughs> forward in the face of fear baby um has to plug myself on that one you know what i'm saying that's my brand <laughs> but uh money never comes you just gotta go with it today do it right now do it afraid but um, I think what I hear you saying also is it's okay not to know. Yes. There is no, like, textbook of saying this is your life and you have to stick with it. It's okay to say I don't know. Um, it's okay to go through, like, those struggles. Mm-hmm. The struggles aren't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And that's something else I realized. If I would tell my younger self, the struggles that you think you're going through, mm-hmm. when you're going through it, you feel like it's, like, the end of the world. They're everything. It's everything. everything and it's never going to end. I'm going to die in this struggle. Yeah. It's going to last yeah. six years. And then it ends like two weeks later. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Jesus, mm-hmm. like it was not that bad. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. You don't always have to know. I think that's so freeing. Even for mm-hmm. me talking to you right now, I think, you know, sometimes we get so like, is there a plan? Yes. That doesn't mean God always reveals it to us. Right. Like fully, you mm-hmm. know, and there's always that like theological, like, um, I don't know how I want to worry it. What is that? difficulty of wrapping your mind around the fact that God has a plan for you mm-hmm. and he gives you the the, the the ability to make decisions, right? Yeah. Like, if God has a plan for me, then do I really have the ability to make decisions? Mm-hmm. But you're living, breathing right now, knowing that you're making decisions. Exactly. But I think it's, you know, we don't always understand all of the way that like God's kingdom and God's economy works and how can God have a, a hope, a future, and a plan for me at the mm-hmm. same time give me decision-making power. Exactly. But even if we don't fully understand that, what we do know is that God has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. He also gives us decision-making power and then he also accompanies us on that journey exactly. to give us the strength, to give us the confidence, mm-hmm. to give us all of the things that we need to keep going. Exactly. So it's like this really big mystery. And so the question sometimes as humans, 
we're not we're not going to fully understand the mystery of it all, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's really about what is my portion, what is my piece, what is my responsibility mm-hmm. in this and what I do know. Yeah. And what has been revealed to me and what has been given to me. And I hear you saying sometimes you got to just move. Exactly. And trust God to kind of navigate you as you go. And if you kind of stay stuck in your fears, you'll never know what could have been for you. Exactly. And I've realized, too, when I just moved and I did the most that I could do, Mm -hmm. God met me. The rest of the way. I remember... All right, Preacher Miller. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to the White House and I was like, I know nothing about politics. Uh And they send you like a pamphlet on who like your co-interns are. And I'm Uh reading these people's names. You're a little intimidated. I'm I'm intimidated. (laughs) These are kids who went to Ivy League, Mm -hmm. whose parents are in politics. They come Mm -hmm. from money. And I'm like, I went to Cal State LA. I live in Linwood. Um, Yeah. I don't know really anything about politics. I was just this kid with a dream who was like... I do social media and I'm really good at it. Come on. And I was like, literally I prayed. I was like, God, I can do this. Mm-hmm. If I do what I need to do, can you just push yeah. me? Yeah. And do the rest. And that's when he did it. I, I, one of my favorite uh, quotes, I don't know who said it first, was that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Hey. So word. whether it's Linwood, Inglewood, Compton. Okay, all the above. Good on any MLK Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter where you come from. God doesn't call you because of your status. Right. Or because of your degrees mm-hmm. or because of the money that you came from. Not that there's anything wrong with coming at from all. status at or all. degrees or right. money. I don't want to shame people mm-hmm. because of whatever they do have. Right. But even that fails in comparison to like the grace and favor of God. Mm-hmm. And so even even those people, God will challenge you to do things that your money can't pay for, exactly. that your degrees cannot, you know, hold up against. But for those of us that come from um environments that are not, you know, as stacked with money mm-hmm. or a privilege or um just esteem, we don't have that to lean on. Exactly. And a lot of times we're a lot more afraid to risk mm-hmm. we're a lot more afraid to go the distance we're a lot more afraid to um believe in ourselves because that just wasn't we weren't necessarily raised with an understanding that you definitely can make it no matter yeah. what right where some kids are you know exactly. some people are raised with that and so it requires a different level of, of faith in god to say hey but i know i'm good at this exactly it don't matter if i went to Cal State LA to get this degree or just with no, no shade to Cal State LA but right. you know I remember I remember coming out of high school and going to I went to Washington Prep A go generals Gosh. but you know it's in the middle of the hood okay right. like in the middle of the hood and I remember when I was when I was leaving and going to college I just immediately felt um, inadequate because mm-hmm. I was like yo I'm an honor student but I went to Washington you know I, mean? I yeah. got a good grades but I went to Washington and I'm about to step foot on this little private college with these kids that have been reading works by people we, you know just been doing college level work exactly. since forever. high school forever mm-hmm. right and so I immediately felt intimidated and like you're saying there becomes that point of resolve that if God placed me here no matter how afraid I am how scared I am how timid I am how unqualified or inadequate I feel about where I'm going mm-hmm. if God called me he'll qualify me exactly God called me he'll give me everything I need to succeed in this space mm-hmm. you know and I hear you saying like that's a difference between who you were when you left college right and you say sometimes you can't know these things until you just go through it and get, go through the experience and get to the end of it and you're like oh I'm not that same person anymore. yeah so if there's one thing that you can leave with our listeners today 
um, if you have, you're able to have one last conversation, if no one ever heard from Crystal Miller ever again, and it was the last inspirational, motivational, and whatever thing that you can leave in the world that you can give a young girl, what would you offer her? What would you say to her if it was the last conversation you could ever have? Your anxiety and your fear won't last forever. Come on. Say that one more time. Your anxiety and your fear won't last forever. Come on. So how do you get through it? You push through knowing that there is, this is going to sound so charged, a brighter day. Hey, brighter <laughs> day. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Like, Why do people be hating on churchy comments if they're it's, true? It's reality. If they're true, you got to keep saying them. Literally. The times where I feel like I was going through, now looking at it, I'm like, it wasn't as bad. And it prepared me for what's coming. So, Woo! <laughs> I'm to take laps in this office. I remember working at Hulu. The team I was on was a customer service social media team. Hated that job, Mm -hmm. but it prepared me for now at Mattel, where I kind of co-manage a team who does just like that. And so that experience that I hated at Hulu prepared me for where I am (laughs) right now. And so it's just so interesting how God works. I had no idea that He would have me overseeing a team that I hated. A year later, two, two, three years later. So don't despise the discomfort. Right. Woo! It's all going to come together and make sense. Because I'm, I'm in some discomfort right now in some <laughs> ways. And this is hitting me like, Liana, don't despise the discomfort. See how you can grow from it or exactly. just endure it. Because later on, you'll look back and be able to see it wasn't in vain. Mm-hmm. It was worth it. There was a purpose in it. Exactly. I love it. All right, dear Crystal. Well, I called you dear Crystal. You did. Well, <laughs> if... Um, if our listeners would like, you know, to freelance, you know, get hire you yes. to do some social media or just stay connected with you, how can they do that? You can follow me on Instagram at Dear Crystal. At Dear Crystal. What's your email if they want to hit you up for some gigs? Give for them- some social media services, um, you can email me at workwithdearcrystal at gmail.com. Workwithdearcrystal at gmail.com. Well, folks, that's Crystal, my homegirl. <laughs> you know, I'm sharing my resources <laughs> With you all, because I believe that I shouldn't be the only one who has access to these dope conversations. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on Shopping Her Iron. Go ahead and like this, share it with a friend, and subscribe to our podcast for more conversations with dope women. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Queen Liana. You can email us at sharpenheriron at gmail.com. Engage with us. Let us know what you think about the show. And for all upcoming events Sharpen Her Iron related, go ahead and visit our website, sharpenheriron.com.